I'm the, I, I mean, I love Christmas. I'm so into Christmas that I just, when Christmas comes wrong, everything around everything is just about making everybody happy and smile and, you know, that old shit. <laughs> I was going to say, I will send you a picture after this. Hang uh, on, you're married. Do not send me not, anything. Not like that. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be like the record for the quickest time into an episode you've mentioned my mum. If I got Megan turning up with a Santa hat on and a big sack on her back, dropping down my chimney, I'd be happy. Welcome to the Screams and Moans podcast, the podcast about movies and sex, but not together because that would be porn. I'm your host, Megan, and this episode, I'm joined by my Christmas partner in crime, Nigel Boydell. Hello. Ha! Good evening, good afternoon, and welcome. Did you know you were going to be my partner in crime this one? Um, well, I mean, it, let's face it, it has become a bit of a christmas um to do thing doesn't it yeah it's kind of it seems like our podcasting christmas tradition almost which is nice because i absolutely love christmas i love christmas with a passion so it's kind of if i didn't do this with you every year christmas wouldn't be the same it's kind of part of christmas it's the build up to christmas it's wonderful i love it it's great i know i feel like um I've waited a bit long to get it recorded. Um, not that anyone listening will know that, except that I just admitted it. Um, <laughs> um, but I think it, it's kind of good. I'm, I'm done with work, um, and I had a course this week, and that's that's done, passed the exam, all that good stuff. Um, so now I'm, I'm on my Christmas break. We were supposed to fly to Minnesota this year for Christmas, but... Um, yeah, that that won't be happening. So, um, so yeah. has, has Donna given you a hard time? <laughs> well, I mean, she's obviously a bit a bit sad um, oh, that we're not able love. to fly. She's a sweetheart. Oh, I'm sure. Well, you should, you know, if you guys are connected on Facebook, Facebook. I will. I keep meaning to really, because she is. She's such a cute birdie, old mom. She's great. <laughs> that has to be like. The record for the quickest time into an episode you've mentioned my mum. No, I've always liked your mum. I mean, when when we first met up, she's just she's lovely, isn't she? She's just nice, your mum. She's nice. Yeah. Well, she's just well bubbly and fun and yeah, and all of yeah. that. And yeah, now she um well she tries to obviously come visit England as often as she can. Um. But yeah, I also kind of miss the cold and snow of Minnesota every once in a while. So, um, yeah, but uh, we'll see. Hey, by the way, I did hear, I listened to the weather forecast uh, yesterday. I keep my eye on it all the time. Being a dog owner, you have to know what kind of clothes you have to wear in the morning. But apparently Christmas in certain parts of the country, now I don't know whether it's going to be yours or mine, Christmas Day is going to be, at the very least, very bright, very cold, very frosty, with the possibility of a covering of whiteness. Oh, I hope you're right. I, I love when it snows. I know my other English listeners are probably growling and cussing at me right now. But um, I just I just love it. Like, even I if do. it's just watching the, the falling snow of and I mean, who doesn't all of that. Like that. That's fabulous, isn't it? So, um, if it snows, does Molly have like booties or anything like that, or will no, she, she just? Have, she doesn't have booties. Um, 
she has a coat now i tried to put a coat on her but she walks like i've got somebody shoved a butt plug into her so it's like she hates it so i, I really <laughs> just she doesn't like the cold and she doesn't like the wet anyway so when we go out it's great going out for a cold, frosty walk when it's dry, but when it's raining, we went out today for two hours, and she's still sulking and looking at me like I'm some kind of hateful demigod. So it's <laughs> no, she she doesn't want a coat on, um, and she hates the wet, but she's still extremely beautiful. Oh, well, she's just the sweetest dog as well. Of course, she is. <laughs> so uh so what else have you been up to lately well not a lot really i mean like like everybody with this lockdown thing we're all kind of pushing the parameters not pushing the parameters of what we can do like deliberately but i think you're kind of on the edge all the time of am i supposed to be doing this and then do i really give a shit whether anybody bothers whether i'm doing this so i, I but i I'm in a lucky position that I don't like people. So, I I mean, I just don't like fucking people. I hate them. So, <laughs> so now, I, keep I keep myself to myself. Now, I've got one or two good mates. My best mate, Sue, I'm spending Christmas Day with. I look after her dogs every day. I go down dog sitting for her while she's at work. Um, and we're the same. We just go out for... We just spend our time walking in the countryside, literally, all the time. You're just walking in the countryside... Um, I've set up a music studio in her garage. I've tried to ship most of my in uh, instruments out there, but the boat is still completely... I'm buried by electric guitars, uh, electric cellos and violins and hand drums and things like that. So basically, yeah, I've been doing a lot of recording music. Um, I retired. I got cancer at about couple of years ago 18 months ago so i didn't work and i had these operations that all went wrong and left me in a right bloody mess and i didn't work for 12 months but i actually officially retired as an old age pensioner on the 6th of march this month and i thought i didn't want to retire because i thought what am i going to do i will tell you something there are not <laughs> enough hours in the day for a retired person i've got lists of things i want to do retirement is fucking fabulous you just get up in the morning make a bite lunch and disappear and i go away now and, and and i will do next year in fact i've decided next year um, I was going to buy a camper van this year when I retired and put some money away for it. I've decided not to. I don't think I'll use it enough. But because of all the wild camping and stuff I've done, if next year, as soon as they let us out, I'm going. I'm going to put oh, nice. sleeping bags in the car or whatever. I'm going to set off on the road. I'm going to sleep wherever I can in the back of the car with all my camping gear and that. And I'm just going to stay away. I'm going to spend as long as I possibly can, just travelling around the country, the north of Scotland, me and Molly just sleeping in the car and cooking meals in laybys, and I'm going to try to keep away from home for at least seven or eight months, and that's that's my plan for next year. Oh, that sounds like an amazing plan. Yeah, well, there's so many beautiful... I live in a beautiful country, and there's so many beautiful places I just want to visit, and that, that's my plan. I'm 66, I'm retired. Well, fucking all these people who are saying, oh, all these old people, and you have to self-protect them and give them an injection. and yeah. Rubbish. I'm 21 years old, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's, only me, it's only me back that's not telling me I'm 21. I'll tell you, you know me. We've known each other a long time. You know that I'm... We a, have. I'm not an old... Fuck, a pensioner. I'm not having that. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to admit, I think the things that I've missed this year have been things like travel um, over, like I've been working from home, which I love. Um, I mean, I don't spend 12 to 15 hours every week commuting back and forth um, on top of my, you know, work day and things like that. Um, and yeah, we've... Um, been trying to take more walks as well so there's kind of a country park nearby and um 
yeah, we get out and walk through there and stuff like that. It would be nicer um, to kind of get out to some of the more open areas in Surrey, which we could, you know, when we're not uh, in the tiers that we're currently in, we we could have been doing yeah. earlier this year. I mean, year. we have to just mention that... Um, <laughs> oh, here it comes. It is, it is all... <laughs> no, no, all I'm going to say is that we are actually recording this on the day that you were moved into tier four. Yeah, brand new tier. You are only moved into tier four literally hours ago. This has been kind of quite a devastating thing for a lot of people. Um, so this isn't like we're talking about. I mean, I live hundreds of miles away and I was still shocked that people in London have been moving into tier three because it was just like the different tier three is devastating. Tier four this you might as well live in Scotland with that lean cranky woman <laughs> or in Wales with that bloody in that idiot isn't it you know where you lose all reason at all no no I, I do I do feel for you lot at the moment because it's you know the timing couldn't have been worse to week before Christmas yeah well and and now I think the frustration for people as well is that it was so late so you know originally we were told okay you'll get you know four days or five days that you know if you're responsible you can mingle with with family and stuff like that um and now it's basically like no you cannot go meet family even for christmas um which i think you know, both both Sai and I, you know, we can we can make the most of Christmas at home. But I think, yeah. you know, um, our niece, my mother-in-law, um, you know, yeah. and a lot of people I do realize are kind of struggling with that decision, especially, you know, people who do maybe live alone and want to see people. And now even that is not allowed. Yeah. Um, but you do so have to wonder tough. whether... Like uh, Cressida Dickhead and the uh, the Met can actually enforce this anyway. So you do. Think people They'll have gonna... their own big Christmases. Come on, we all but know think, they yeah, will. Yeah, but I do think people are, <laughs> people are just going to do what they want, really, aren't they? It's unenforceable. I think, you know, and I, I but I do think that um, yes, I think that the numbers are going to go up, and yeah, perhaps perhaps we should all just lock down. Um, and and fight this um but it goes so much against human nature and then we've got all the suicides that are involved and i've no people who have and other illnesses i've got cancer i was supposed to have i've got cancer in uh, uh, uh colorectal cancer i've also got cancer in my eyes i was supposed to have see an oncologist over 12 months ago i've never seen an oncologist you know i go to bed at night close my eyes and all i see is massive flashing white lights you know so there's always a problem there but so we, 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 yes perhaps we should um all follow the orders but i don't know there comes to a point where people kind of say luke i'll take the risk yeah Just, credit me with some intelligence i'm doing my best i'm keeping away from people i'm doing everything you asked me to let's just let's just get on with it and those <laughs> yeah. who fall by the wayside fall by the wayside and i'm 66 with underlying health conditions and i will probably be one of those who fall by the wayside but i'm quite happy to take that risk Oh, well, let's hope not. This will be edited out <laughs> at the end of the podcast because I've gone on one of my little rants again. <laughs> no, well, actually, I was thinking, you know, it might be a nice segue into our movie because that actually starts on a quite depressing note. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, for this episode and this year's Christmas episode, we um, decided to watch Bad Santa. So what were what were your initial thoughts about the film? Right. Um, I think the, the, the trouble is with this film is your initial five minutes thought summed the film up. Now, that's not knocking the film because I fucking piss my sides all the way through. It's, <laughs> it's Christmas Day in a bucket, this thing. This is get yourself a drink, 
we're all going to sit there, get some nibbles, and we're going to laugh our fucking heads off at Billy Bob. It is oh, yeah. fabulous. But don't expect a plot. The whole subplot, the whole plot is told to you in the first five minutes. And after that, what it is, is it's just a series of very short little skits and scenes in different locations about what's... But it's just... I laughed. I just laughed. Nobody else could have done it. I really don't think anybody else could have done it. Uh, because Billy Bob Thornton is just... He's dirty. He right? even, I don't think he washes. <laughs> Does he? He's just perfect. Absolutely. But... I mean, you cringe the way he's talking to the kids. You're thinking, oh, don't... You, you, Oh, you're acting, but then you've got a producer saying, right, you've got to take this obviously 12-year-old little girl or 5-year-old girl, put her on the knee and shout, fuck off, you bitch, into her face and throw her away. <laughs> and he does it! Yeah, but, I mean, those kid actors, they know. They well, know. I know. Yeah, I know. They have to. Right? But it was, I just, oh. I will watch it. Now, I've got a confession to make here, and I'm going to make this confession online. Ooh. And we may fall over to this, but I've struggled to find this film, so you and Sai sent me a copy. We did, yeah. Right? <laughs> the day before this copy came, I went to Sue's to look after the dogs, and I told her about it, and she said, I've got no TV, it's on no TV. She took me to it and said, there you are, watch it. Oh. So I watched it. And then I came back and I thought, I've got away with that one. And then when I looked at the DVD, it said, with outtakes that were too rude for the time. And I thought, oh, for God's sake, if I'm going to have to watch it again because you might ask me, what about the outtakes? <laughs> but I that... haven't done. <laughs> but, I, it, but it's one of those, it's not going to go to waste because this is, definitely one of those that i will it's like national lampoon's christmas vacation which is my favorite film of all time i will watch this every year it it, it was such fucking fun it right. was there was no thinking there was no thinking involved no and <laughs> being this character and all he did all the way through it was so simple that he just reinforced this thing about him, Monty, it was like, uh, I'm a dickhead, I'm a drunken, loud dickhead, and then next to it, right, if you don't think I'm as drunken dickhead as I am, it is something else, just to reinforce that I am that dickhead, and it's just like that all the way through. Um, but then he's got these, like, it's got the sympathetic, oh, God, I can't remember a name. The girl who's in it. Oh, do you mean um, the oh. one with the the one Looks with the Santa like King? Steenbergen. Yeah, <laughs> the one with the Santa King that they yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's fabulous looking, but she's just riding him like mad, isn't she? Because she's just got this Santa thing. Because she's Jewish, and her parents yeah. wouldn't let them celebrate uh, Christmas. Understandably yeah, so. It's Oh, God, it's so funny. But then he's, like, doing it. Well, then he's got a fag in his mouth, and he's, like, just got this, like, grubby grub. And he could have just, like, you know spewed what? all over I himself and still. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with a man thinking another man. And I like, I think, Billy Bob Thornton, I think, I can see what, see what women see in him. He's a bad lad. <laughs> <laughs> well, women I like women like bad lads. <laughs> so, I was gonna say, with Billy Bob, I think he does that kind of dark, criminal, dirty kind of roles quite well. Because one of he the do, things he does, he does not giving a shit very, very well. Have you seen him in the Fargo TV series? Have you seen that? Oh, well, that? yeah, 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 some of it. A long time ago, when I was with um, the, the next partner who lived in Yorkshire, we, we we watched some of it, yeah. Why didn't we watch more than we did? Well, I think we were probably plunging knives into each other at that point, and then we split <laughs> up, I don't know. But, 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 yeah, yeah, but I did see some of that, yeah. 
Yeah, it's. I think it's still on um, Netflix. Not that they pay me to say that. Um, no, right, but... bad ditch. I don't. I've no. Uh, but one thing we might, can I just add here? One little side thing. Yeah. That I have. I don't own a television. I haven't had a television for ten years. I do not watch films. I haven't got the attention span to watch films. The only films that I ever watch are the ones we watch at Christmas. So... I play. I play lots of musical instruments. I have. I do podcasts. I do other things. I listen to a lot of audio books. I haven't got time to watch television. I have no, not got the attention span to watch televisions. I got frightened when I watched this, actually sitting at Sue's watching. I thought I could get into watching films. I thought, oh, don't go down that road. You don't really want to do that. But this is coming, all this opinion is coming from somebody who does not watch films, who knows nothing about films, who doesn't watch television, never had a television for 10 years, listens to a lot of radio, is very topical and very political and... I have lots and lots and lots of interests that aren't formed around television. So I think that my opinion of this coming of the, any film we ever do and the films we've done in the past, I think it's quite valid because there's no bias at all. It's all watching a film for me is, is a completely new experience. And watching this film, because I have not watched a film now since the last one we watched, which was Charlie Brown last Christmas. Yeah. I've never watched a film since then. Never. I've never watched television since then. I don't have a television. I have never watched television. So this is the first film. And so that's it's completely clean, unbiased, virgin experience so there's <laughs> so there's no influences at all it's and, like the new and, uh high quality yeah. podcast guest right here <laughs> but it was just <laughs> so i can sit down and just say that i watched it and i sat and i laughed and usually get bored to shit because i go to my mum's on saturday and she puts the telly on and i go like five minutes bunk, 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 and turn it off because i've not got the attention span to just sit i i always say well, i the things i do in my life uh, i'm usually doing things with my hands and things i don't get this just sitting with your hands at your side watching a screen it just doesn't work for me so but i must admit i sat there and i watched it right to the end and the end was a, a bit i don't know where the end was like good or bad i'm not moving my on that one yet mm. but i remember what I, I sat there and watched it and thought i'm going to watch that again because that was fucking good stuff that was like a no-brainer you don't think you just sit and enjoy what is thrown in your face but you have to be fairly broad-minded yeah definitely not too broad-minded but you wouldn't get your auntie ethel watching it would you uh, no <laughs> Well, and I thought I had seen the film before, but then I started watching it and I hadn't. So um... yeah, but you see lots of clips. But nowadays, when you go on YouTube and and I do watch things on YouTube, the clips you see are like fifteen minute clips. Mm. So you kind of build up. You almost you can get to a point where you've almost seen the film. I mean, I, I wanted to watch K9 because I like mountaineering. I do a lot of wild camera. I used to do a lot of mont mountaineering climbers for that. And I I don't know whether I've seen K9 or whether I've just seen that many clips of it that it's actually <laughs> made up the whole film. You've just filled in the, any, any potential yeah, gaps. Any gaps with... yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, with this, with this film, I thought... What did you think of it? Well, I thought at first, I was like this is fucking depressing, like almost suicidal at the beginning um, yeah. in terms of kind of that depressing film. And yeah. I thought, okay, this, this isn't your usual Christmas movie. Then obviously you find out, you know, he's actually a, a thief um, posing as a mall Santa um, and his friends and stuff like that, co-conspirators. And, you know, there's, there's different the characters. The, the fucking fabulous Tony Cox. <laughs> yes. just a, you just want to pick him up off his two foot tall feet and punch his 
embarrassing because he's such a cocky little bastard. Isn't he? He's fabulous. <laughs> he, he gets shit done. Um, and and I thought you know along with like you said kind of the bad boy image of of Billy Bob as well. But I thought you know it kind of fits because for me you think the life he lives you know um, the drinking. The, like, being offensive, the way he's more openly basically tells all these kids to fuck off. Like, to me, I think that's a stereotypical mall Santa Claus right there, right? But he sits there and says, I'll just piss myself. (laughs) And you can see it going, oh, God. You know, or when he's fucking a woman in the changing rooms. Um... (laughs) Oh, was that that was that, that was the heavy set girl? Yeah, yeah. You'll, which... never sh- you, you'll never shit right for weeks. And then the one was it the hooker that she's like, and I didn't either, so you get away from me. <laughs> I don't know if that was in the uncut version, I but don't... oh man. Um, but around that, I thought um, my other favorite character actually in the whole film was John Ritter's character of oh, the yeah, store but, manager. But, but, but is that because he actually... I remember John Ritter dying, and he died. I didn't realise when I looked at him, he died 2003, and this was made in 2003, and there was a dedication to him on the on the, the credits. So I don't know what, what John Ritter died of, but he played a fantastic... I mean, yeah, he was he was... He was great because he was he was completely confused by it all because he was he was trying to kind of um, hate him and get him sacked and everything, but it was kind of all coming back on him. He was he was he played such a, I think he played kind of quite a confused character in all this. Yeah, well, it was kind of that. Um... Almost like the extreme religious right, almost, as if, yeah. like, you know, someone where one of my <laughs> favorite scenes um, is is after um, you see a clip of Billy Bob fucking the fat woman in the ass in the changing <laughs> rooms. And, You're um, gonna shit right for three weeks. <laughs> but then he walks in to talk to his head of security, who's played by Bernie Mac. And I love Bernie that. Mac, Bernie Mac was absolutely <laughs> one of the greatest characters in this film. What an I, evil bastard he turns out to be. Oh man, but it, it just made me laugh because obviously John Ritter's character is quite conservative, right? So yeah, he's, the, what, so he's what, going what, on John about... John Ritter's the boss, but Bernie Mac's like looking at him with contempt and picking his teeth and like telling him what to do, isn't he? And, and, oh, and, yeah. And well, John and... Ritter's like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Well, my favourite part about that scene where he's talking is obviously um, like John Ritter is kind of trying to skirt around actually saying what happened. And Bernie Mac's character is just like, do you have a problem with a man who wants to fuck a fat girl in a changing room? <laughs> I was like, seriously, like, yeah. and and the look on his face. Oh, it was, I don't know. It just like yeah. that was one of I, those scenes that I made me laugh. Huge. Uh, oh, what was his name in the film? The Marvin Mervin or whatever it was called. Oh, wait, um, Melvin Marvin, Marvin Marvin. His, his, he told, his dad had told him he'd gone into. He was in the mountains, <laughs> yes, exploring. He was actually in prison for embezzlement. Exactly. But the part he played, and he was in one of the later Bad Santa ones. That uh, he was fucking brilliant. I mean, I, I watched him. I thought a kid of his age. Has he got problems? Because the kind of non-empathy in that kid all the way through was like a little bit too much to take. He was kind of abused in the most awful ways and just walked away. And you're thinking, can you expect a kid to play that part? He's he's either a brilliant actor or has got problems. I don't know, but he was just... I just, I just took him to my house. I just wanted to, like, protect him. 
<laughs> and then at the end, when he kicked that kid in the balls, it was like, yes! <laughs> win! Win! Yeah, I think that's the thing is, that was that was some epic acting in terms of just playing a character like that was so detached and abused and like just very odd um <laughs> overall wonder, but he was only a kid when he's playing it and you wonder what how would people explain to him how to act because he did it so well um i just thought that, that is just so clever either he's one hell of a good actor as a kid you know because he he, he just played this part that was you had to empathise with him because he was so vulnerable, wasn't he? And when he was walking down the street and, the, and and all the other kids were behind him and mocking him and knocking him about, and the way he just carried on walking, you're just thinking, you can't teach a kid to act like that. Mm. That's just natural. No, I thought I thought he was fantastic. He made the film, didn't he? Yeah. Um... I think the only part that I was kind of let down is because, um, as you said, there's not a whole lot of plot and there's a whole lot of predictability <laughs> to this film. But that's what I'm saying. It's what you want on Christmas Day because it's big Christmas dinner, sit down. I don't want to think about this. I just want you to throw shit in the face. Exactly. Because once you saw the kid come in, sit on his lap and like, what do you need? A snot rag, kid? You know, like, you knew that there was going to be something about this kid, right? Especially because they gave a bit of a background on him and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, it is It is still, like, just enough is there to make you kind of laugh and be satisfied and, like you said, not have to think about it. Because, yeah, at the end, um, I was kind of left thinking... You know, no, I, I actually do really like this film. <laughs> like... But the end, the end, the end, the end, the end, I kind of... <laughs> the end blew me away a bit because it was kind of disappointing and then uplifting at the same time because the police shot him times, but he had to get the pink elephant to the kid. And they shot an unarmed man as well. I mean, not unusual for American police, but we'll I put that aside. I haven't been taking that into consideration. Um, okay, but they did, and he was on the steps. But then I just, I was disappointed because I didn't want him to die. He didn't deserve that. He was an idiot, but he was no more than an idiot. Uh, he wasn't that evil idiot. And then when afterwards, it sounded like, oh, they dug all these slugs out of me and I'm going to be all right. And he's ended up actually working for the police as a yeah. kind of counsellor. <laughs> and it was like, it went in like a minute, it went from, oh, shit, to, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it kind so, of saves us all on Christmas. Like, yeah. I don't have to be all depressed now. <laughs> no, exactly. And, and it was, for me... Um, I don't want films I have to think about. You think about every Christmas film in history that's been on Miracle on 34th Street, uh, the one with, what's it, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, things like that. They're all brilliant, but none of them really need you to think about it. They're all built around good feelings, feel good, sit there, don't think too difficult about this. It's just here to make you feel like it's Christmas. And I think this is just another one of those. With this one, you have to be fairly broad-minded. Um... I think I always forget about that a little bit because I'm just naturally that way. But well, yes, am. there I would mean, be people that I mean, I would be offended. With, like, I was brought up with Chubby Brown and things like that. Oh know? my goodness, yeah. So, you know, you did that thing just wash over me. But it, it's like... but. It was just one of those, you could sit down. I could watch that every week, really, because it's so predictable. And it's just <laughs> watching the same kind of... It's Groundhog Day television. every week. It's <laughs> Groundhog Day, isn't it? <laughs> Groundhog Day, don't, don't drive angry. Do you, I bet, have you ever watched Groundhog Day? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Ed, Ed Wallach, Ed Wallach, remember, he used to force me, and I mentioned Groundhog Day, 
every year because uh, I'd watch it every year and he used to force every year and he used to put don't drive angry and if you look <laughs> on it he's driving and he's got the he's got the grown dog in 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 the middle of the seat between him at the steering wheel and the grown dog says don't drive angry <laughs> and Ed Wally Ed Wally you need to get in touch with Ed anyway um it what well, yeah it it's it's a it's a I loved it. Yeah, now, I did whether, as well. Whether later on in the whether if it wasn't a festive season or, or a time when people expect films to have substance and character and plot lines and things you have to think about, whether it would do well at any other time of the year, I don't know. I, or whether that that it was taken away from Christmas and just put as that context. I don't know. I think people would just say, well, that was a little shit. It was just like <laughs> nothing behind it. Well, because it's Christmas, it, it worked for me. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. I must admit, I loved it. It was just, I, when it, you know, it's the Minnie Watson's in it starts effing and blinding. Now you've got me. You've got me there and then, I'll tell you. It was just. <laughs> It was it was funny. I enjoyed it, and it was predictable. And it's like, yeah, sit in front of that. Well, don't expect to think about anything. You know, if you fall asleep for five minutes and then wake up, you've not missed anything. You'll soon catch up. <laughs> but that's that's the perfect Christmas movies, though, right? Of course it is. Absolutely, of course it is. So I think I think you have chosen the perfect Christmas movie, really. And I, oh, I just it made me laugh. It just. Fucking made me chuckle all the way through, cause it was so profane and like coarse and chuckly and it was yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. I was I was gonna joke. It's taken you know three or four years, but we we finally got there with with the Christmas movies on screens and moans. Yeah, <laughs> but we have we've we've previewed some good crap in the past. I mean, everyone's been an absolute classic, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, similar to you, I've, I'm one of those people. I just kind of love the Christmas season and Christmas and everything about it and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think I kind of look for these types of kind of traditions and movies and stuff like yeah, that to I, kind oh, of do I every year. I drown myself in Christmas. I think if you're going to do Christmas, just do it completely. Just, just drown in it. Drown in the whole goodwill good feeling you don't have to be religious even though i i'm not religious in least my father was if i was a lay preacher and everything but i'm not but i still like it's weird isn't it i still like the connection with the nativity it's like i don't know it's like that makes me feel great I think, but then again, I think that is probably taking me back to when I was a kid and we used to have nativities, plays and things like that. But I was going to say, little those nativity, feelings. Yeah, yeah, little nativity scenarios where you see them. And it, I just, it just gives me the hugest buzz. Not in like um, a real um, religious kind of way, but in just a kind of, if you can't fucking feel good about each other at Christmas, when can we? Christmas is a time to just bury every fucking hatchet you've got and just love everybody. I completely that's, that's, agree. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, I I think it is. I think it's just that oh, everybody come together, love everybody else. We're all here for five minutes, for fuck's sake. Let's enjoy it and enjoy each other. Enjoy, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about enjoying things, I suppose um, we should take a quick break and then we can move on to the second half. Right, okay. I uh, will see you in a minute. Woo! Oh, oh, Mary. Keep it going. Jesus Christ. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. You ain't gonna shit right for a week. Did one of you... Um... Fornicate. Fornicate? Yes, with a heavy-set woman in the big and tall dressing room. Look, I've boned a lot of fat chicks in my time, sure. Are you saying there's something wrong with my gear? 
So what you saying to me? I'm sorry, your gear? Willie. My fuck stick. Don't get me wrong, I, I'm, was against the Clinton impeachment. What a man does with his own penis, Oval Office, women's big and tall. It's not for the American people to say. Are you off your fucking meds or something? I can always get another box jockey. And I can get another midget too. Yeah, where? You see us hanging off of fucking trees like fucking crab apples? How'd you get sick? I loved a woman who wasn't clean. Mrs. Santa? That was her sister. I can stick you in my ass, small fry. Yeah? You sure it ain't too sore from last night? You got some lip on you, midget. Well, these lips were on your wife pussy last night, asshole. But we should probably get to the, to the second sexy hat. I think we're better. <laughs> I think we're really better hard. Um, so the format is pretty much the same. Um, only the one thing is now I have kind of each no, guest. No, we've got Buddy Ian involved. <laughs> Which is always dangerous. Right? I mean, the thing is he could have asked you so many different questions than he did. Look, any but... question Ian asks, I can fucking counter it, I'll tell you. <laughs> I, can, this... why, I can tie Ian Davis up in a knot. <laughs> Is this one of those Yorkshire-Lancashire things going That's on right here? bloody lootly, of course it is. Red rose, white rose. <laughs> um... <laughs> So essentially, um, we'll discuss the question he's asked, and then you will get to ask my next guest a question. Yeah. So I've got a cracker. <laughs> a a uh, fucking an an absolute fucking cracker. Oh, I can't wait. We got we got to hear your answers though first. So, yeah. um, so what Ian wanted to know. Is have you ever received anything sex related from Santa's sack? And if the so, to that, the answer to that is a categorical no. But there is kind of this uh, the thing, whatever they call it, to that is that cannot call the cell or whatever. That no, I haven't. But I've done it and I've sent it, and you... it was. A bit of a disaster in the end. As a joke, I went on Amazon drunk one afternoon and my ex-partner, who became my wife, who became my (laughs) ex-wife over the course of about three weeks. (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs) Right, so what I did, um, I knew that all these bosses were going... And she she worked in the local paper. And I'm going to name it. It was the Lee Journal. So she worked in the Lee Journal and was the office manager on the front desk. So she was there. And I even think people in England will have heard of Andy Burnham. Andy Burnham is the mayor of Manchester. Andy Burnham was our MP at the time. And I'm sure he might have been in the office at the time. And... So what I did, I went on Amazon and I ordered a rabbit, rampant rabbit, um, <laughs> a strap-on, a load of lubricant, a gimp mask, <laughs> packaged them all up in this Christmas packaging, open now, and sent him. To, and I thought it was a joke. I just thought this was a laugh. Anyway, to her work. It, it, to her work. And it ended up on the office desk, on the reception desk, where the public came in to, like, pay for things and put articles in. So the public were all standing around, half a dozen little old ladies. There was probably the local MP and all their managers, and she opened this package. And there was nodders, there were dildos, there was vibrating fucking everything you can think of. There were... Like, glowing <laughs> clitoris and everything. <laughs> They're on this desk. Well, it didn't go down too well. And I must... We, 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 it, yeah, the relationship was a bit fucked after that, to tell you the truth. <laughs> so, so did you actually get to use any any of it that yeah, you shipped? Yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, yes. Actually, yes, yeah. She fucked me in the ass many times and... 
the rampant rabbit for tomatoes. I hope none of my kids hear this. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but yes, it did. It didn't go to waste. But then again, I don't think anything like that between two consenting adults is particularly wrong anyway but no it did and we laughed about it in the end after she like pulled the knife out of my lungs <laughs> i just i'm i'm just picturing that and i just like <laughs> this is actually that's my life in a nutshell oh, oh that's that is that is amazing um <laughs> And true, and true. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> so uh, I guess kind of as a follow up, one of, one of the things that Ian was going to ask is that if you hadn't received anything, what would you have liked to receive? Is there any anything you would have? Anything sexual? Um... Yeah. I don't know because I always think. No, I don't know because I think I don't need any kind of outside shit. I think probably a blow up doll with of Ian Day with with a pneumatic vagina would be nice. <laughs> oh. I bet Gaz could hook you up with one of those. <laughs> yeah, but he could. <laughs> of course he could. Oh, amazing, amazing. Um, and this is what you get when you have guests that know the next guest personally. <laughs> <laughs> and the previous guest personally. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's amazing. So, um, oh... As I'm like dying over here, it's fine. Um, oh, that 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 was great. Um, <laughs> also makes me a little bit glad I'm not in the office. So in case, <laughs> in case my husband gets any ideas. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so with that, um, what question would you like to ask my next guest? Right. Now, I had a couple in there. Let's see if... Let me just take a break for a second so I can, I can like, phrase it simply. Um, right. It, it, it actually turns into two questions, right? First of all, I was going to ask, have you ever been caught masturbating? But then I thought, well, no, no. Let's take it a step further than that. Okay. Have you ever suspected that you've been caught masturbating do you go back and do you wonder when anybody's caught you pulling your pud <laughs> and like nobody's said anything but somebody in the, along the line is saying i thought through that nicking that window and that bloke was knocking one out and like have you ever been have you ever thought that you might have been caught having a wank. I almost wonder if my next guest <laughs> has probably purposely been caught having a wank. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we kind of start to slowly wrap up the show, um, if my listeners would like to interact with you, where is the best place for them to find well, you? Well, basically, the only place I am now, I mean, I've got a YouTube channel that is called Primal UK. I've got them on Twitter as at up underscore highs or Primal UK. I don't do a lot on there. I do quite a bit. Or I still do a bit on 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 um, on Facebook. I'm um, Primal UK. I've got the Primal UK because that's my my my, my um, YouTube channel. I'm, but I don't do a lot on on social media now. But even even if anybody catches me on Primal UK or anything like that, and 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 they've heard you on here. Um, just say hello and just yeah and say 
tell me to get back into podcasting because I did some. Well, I mean, I did you've done a lot fucking, of podcasting. I did a, some fucking groundbreaking podcast at one point. <laughs> so I was number seventeen. In, I was number seven in the in the iTunes charts at one point with Uncle Arthur. You know, I think it's just because I'd they said I think they worked it out on how many F words you could put into every twenty seconds, and I'd come. You passed the test, yeah. I passed the test. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't do a lot. But yeah, come on, just Facebook me on Primal UK, um, Primal UK on YouTube. Just just say hello there, and then we can we can link up and do things. And you know, I love chatting to people. I'm not that big on on just following people, but I do like this kind of thing. This kind of just. Let's have a fucking chat. Isn't it great? Isn't life great? Isn't life fucking great? Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> Tom, if you do want to find Screams and Moans online, uh, you can do that on Instagram, where Screams, Moans, and on Twitter, I've just went back to my at podcast horror handle because... It's been around for years, uh, and I'm comfortable there. Uh, so with that, we'll uh, we'll wrap up the show. But again, it's been great having you, Nigel. I don't see that as often as I used to, but thank you very much. <laughs> Are you turning into Billy Bob at the end of this, getting a bit sad? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not got the energy. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Um, in terms of, um, I'm also starting to fade a bit, but... Um, yeah, as as always, for those of you who have joined and listened to the show, if you like it, don't forget to subscribe and give us a nice rating on iTunes, or at the very least, tell your friends and they can have a laugh too. Um, so that's been the Christmas episode. Merry Christmas, everyone! Merry Christmas! Bye!